Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. We'd love to hear from you here on the Retirement Solution Podcast. You can always drop us an email with any questions for John at retirementsolutionradio.com. This economic crisis, it's concerning on many different levels right now, John. For our listeners, you know, maybe they've lost a job, they're furloughed for a while, working from home. But also states are really, really struggling with this too. And a lot of states that were already struggling with things like their pension plans are now knocking on Washington's door looking for that handout. And uh, Mm. Kentucky's own Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, said recently, no, we should not bail out these states that have mismanaged things for so long. But what are your thoughts on this? You know, this comes with a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of political upheaval on these concepts. Mm -hmm. So here's my thought on this. And here's the point. I I actually 100% agree with Senator McConnell on this one. Okay. And here's the reason why. Guys, we've heard this before. We have heard this exact same analogy before. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the last recession, it came up that, hey, should we allow states to file for bankruptcy or should we give them federal funding? And here's the problem. And what we learned, everyone, everyone was ticked about that. Investors were ticked about that on Wall Street. Unions were ticked off about this. Republicans and Democrats were all ticked off about this for one simple reason. They said it was going to spook the bond market and potentially lead to all of these states basically wiping out their debt. Hmm. So, guys, we've heard this before, and I think that the senator did a pretty good job here in not trying to redo the past, learn from what we've already done. And so he said, I don't think it's right that the federal government, which means every one of us in every state everywhere, should pay for the misdoings of other states that screwed it up. Because yeah. I'll tell you one thing, I don't want to really pay for all those people in Illinois and New Jersey that didn't do it right. Yeah. I don't want to pay for the people that stole the money out of those systems and shouldn't have done it. I don't think that we deserve to pay for that from a federal level. Because, guys, listen, <laughs> we've been saying this for years upon years upon years. The federal government doesn't have the money it acts like it's having yeah it doesn't have it as a matter of fact we've gone from 23 trillion dollars in debt to potentially 29 trillion dollars in debt in just the last several months now it's not all done yet we don't know how the cards are going to wash out Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen here but when when senator mcconnell said we do not need to bail out state pensions i believe in that But here's the problem, and I know that some of you out there that have state pensions, you're saying, well, John, I think you're crazy. I deserve my pension. Now, listen, you do deserve your pension. You were promised your pension by an entity that should have been able to pay it. Now, here's the problem. If they mismanage that, that's why we have to save money on our own. Yeah. That is exactly why I've said that the past forever, we need to have three to five different income streams because you never know which one is going to be acting up at which different pieces in time. Because when you also look at the, all these things, you have to understand that we don't want to have to bail out states. Because remember, the United States of America, we have a federal government, but individually, we would like to have those state rights, would we not? Sure. 
Of course. I, I personally do believe that I don't want the same laws in Kentucky as we have in California. Right. They're a totally different breed. Same, darn straight. <laughs> they're, they're different. That doesn't make them wrong or bad. It just makes it's them different. not like me. That's yeah. why I don't live over there. Okay. I also don't want uh, to people in New York to dictate what I do here. Right. Right. People in Florida to have those same things. And and it goes on and on. But the whole point is that we do want state sovereignty for those things that we need to have. And pensions, guys, this has nothing to do with us. You and I didn't get a choice on who educated our kids in Illinois, did we? Right. No. You and I didn't get a choice on who worked for the electrical companies in, uh, in New York, did we? No. So why on earth would we want to pay these people off? So I think that the senator was exactly right on this. I think that he is really understanding the confines of the federal government and understanding states need to do the right thing. Now, the last governor tried to fix things when it came down to the pension. And so now we have a new governor, and I hope that he's going to take this very seriously. But what we do understand is that we have a different world, certainly right now, and maybe for the foreseeable future. How are we going to make these things work? We need real plans. We don't need crap. And I really don't want the federal government stepping in to dictate everything that we do as Kentuckians. I don't think that that is what I want. The question is, is that what you want? Now, most people that listen to this show, you don't want the federal government telling you what to do all the time. You don't want anyone telling you what to do. If you're doing the right thing, you are making correct choices for you. You are responsible as a human being. We don't want to have a bunch of stuff told to us. Now, that's why I think that Senator McConnell did this. And I actually 100% agree with him. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Well, maybe. Either way, drop us yours at retirementsolutionradio.com. Now, it's not just the public pensions that are struggling right now, John. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies are also in a pinch right now. So, I'm seeing a lot of headlines right now about buyout letters going out to employees, you know, here, retire early, please. So if you're on the receiving end of one of those offers, I mean, what kinds of things should you be considering? Now, guys, this is very important. And so I I actually have a list for this because this is a big deal. Okay, many people out there are getting these buyout letters. And you might be thinking, oh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is the genie in a lamp. I've been wanting to get out of here forever. Is this what I should do? Hold up. Just give me a second. Because there's a few things we're going to have to ask ourselves. There are four big questions we're going to have to ask. And you're really going to have to do some math on some of these things because it's going to be a big deal. Number one, what is that package going to give you? For real, what is it going to give you and what are you currently entitled to? Now, one of the things that I always hear people say is, well, John, here's what's going to give me. Right. But what are you currently entitled to? Is it half of what you were going to get if you just stay on there? If you don't take this package, that is a big deal because some people get really juicy offers, guys. And I've seen a few of these in the last five months. I've seen some pretty juicy offers. Now, I am understanding that there are a couple companies locally that are going to give some really juicy sounding offers in the next month or two. Okay. I don't know if I want people to take that yet because we don't yet know what it means. But number one, here's what we're going to have to understand. And here's number one. What does the package entail? Because it may give you a few months worth of salary. You may get the option to stay on that health care plan for a while, and those sound really good. 
Okay. How would that not sound good? It's like, hey, we're going to pay you to never come back here again. <laughs> Sweet. It, hey, no, listen, listen. <laughs> if I could do this to Cletus, it'd be great. I will pay you to never show up on my property again. But I'm going to pay you to never come back. And we're going to pick up your health care for a while. And while that sounds good, the question is, if you don't take that, what were you entitled to? Because what we've seen, guys, is that this is actually not as good as the deal is that you may currently have, where it may pay for a spouse's health care plan for a period of time okay. or to a certain age. So, number one, you have to understand what is the package that they're going to give you entail compared to what you currently have. That's a big one. Number two, are you old enough to get Medicare? This is a huge one. This is a game changer. If you say, well, man, John, I'm 56 years old. They're going to give me a package. I think I've saved enough. I'm feeling good about life. I'm no problem. But you're 56. Mm -hmm. Do you know what health care costs on your own for the next nine years? Oh. And do you have a difference of the age of your spouse? Maybe they're two years younger. Yeah. Well, now you have 11 years you're going to have to pay for out-of-pocket health care. Now, I don't know if you've checked this recently, but if you're with an employer, you're probably paying half or a seventh even of what you would pay out of pocket for healthcare. Wow. So when you look at that, if you can qualify for Medicare in the next year or two, by the way, Medicare, you qualify for at age 65. Mm -hmm. So if you're not near 65, this is a big, tricky, sticky mechanism because healthcare costs are wildly expensive. And after COVID-19, we're not even after yet, after COVID-19, they may get worse so. So because of that, you have to understand how close are you to Medicare? so that someone will pick up that difference. If you don't have it, that may be a game changer, okay? So that's number two. Number three, what is it gonna impact on your social security if you leave early? So most of us, if we've seen those statistics from social security, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, you're gonna qualify for this amount of money if you retire at full retirement age, which means that they're projecting your current income all the way to 66 or 66 in two months or 66 in six months, or 70, or whatever their number is. Right. So if you're going to retire, potentially, at 61, is that going to potentially reduce your Social Security benefits 400 bucks a month, hmm. 500 bucks a month, yeah. even more than that? Wow. Because that is a big deal. So again, this is why we have to do the math on this. We can't just say, why well, heck, they're going to give me 130 grand. I'm going to take that money because, heck, it's all good. But that will potentially change your Social Security. So that's number three. And lastly, how, guys, are you going to pay those bills in retirement if you're going to retire potentially one or two or three years early? Because if you're planning on tapping a retirement portfolio, right, that's potentially down 8, 9, 12, 20, 25%, is that the right thing to do for your portfolio? Right. Oh, maybe not. Do you really want to pull money out when you're 20% down, 18% down? You may not want to do that. So the question is, how are we going to pay those bills? Do you have enough money in savings? Do you have enough money outside of that? Do you have at least 6 to 12 months at a minimum of living expenses to potentially get through this downturn? And I'm not saying, guys, that the downturn is only going to last for 6 to 12 months. There's a lot of statistics that really indicate this could last for 2 to 3 years. Now, I'm not a doom and gloomer. That's not really my style. But the point is, is that we're talking about retirement. We're talking about potentially hanging it up. We're talking about how is your income going to be there for your outcome? And if you don't know what the economy's doing, if we're at the forefront, the tip of the iceberg on the downturn, 
I don't want you to make a really bad decision because you don't have enough cash on hand and you pull money out at the wrong time. So when you look through this, if you're going to get one of those potential buyouts, I'm not saying they're not great. Frankly, they could be fabulous for you, but there's four big things. What is the package going to give you compared to what you're going to get? How close are you to getting Medicare? Is it going to impact your Social Security? And how are you going to pay those bills between now and the time that you were supposed to retire? If you don't know those answers, you cannot possibly make the right decision. Make sure you find those answers, and you can potentially have the best situation you're ever going to have. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.